L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Ten, nine, ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to the Groove Life Podcast. With your host, Shane Lunsford. I just want to know what makes you groove. It's those simple pleasures, you know. I mean, what makes you come to life? Get ready now for very electric. It doesn't even matter what the fuck you said to me. I can feel it in my phone. Square, but they're like a lot bigger. So it's not like they're the normal square size they're they're actually i would say 1.5 the size of the regular ones did you get out your measuring tape to figure no that out? you can just tell okay and then this is the cool thing so i buy these certain kind of cheese slices mm-hmm. at uh hy right it's cheaper to buy the brick of cheese mm-hmm. and you can just cut it up in little slices and uh but i don't i'm lazy so it costs probably a dollar fifty more to get it pre-cut and then they, those squares are like squares, and they fit right on the wheat thin. But you have to get the big wheat You thins. have to get the big squares. Okay. And so you're basically getting full cracker coverage. Mm-hmm. The, the, cheese, the cheese lines right up with the edge. And also, it's a thinner cracker. It's not even as thick as normal wheat thins, believe it or not. Weird. I, it's almost like I think what they do is they make all their dough like their wheat thin dough. Right, right, right. And they roll it out to cut into the small squares, you know, for r- regular mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. They use those same squares. They just but press they roll them. them. They yeah. roll them a little bit mm-hmm. thinner to make the large squares. So if if they were to ask you to do like a commercial for this, your slogan would be it's full cracker coverage. Full, Is that it, what you would say? Bigger Bigger cracker coverage? That's yeah. hard to say, bigger, though. Bigger cracker co- coverage. Bigger cracker bigger coverage. Bigger cracker coverage. <laughs> yeah. it's, been, it's been a habit, though, lately. I've been just chowing those things. And no, the thing I is, is once you get those those crackers, the cheese is the limit. Mm-hmm. Wait, does that make sense? That, like, once the cheese runs out, you still No, I, I didn't mean that. I was going to say the sky's the limit. But the cheese, you can have any flavor of cheese you want. Oh, yeah. Carolina Reaper, cheddar, Swiss. Carolina Reaper cheese is sold at Hy-Vee. Yep. It's a little spicy. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Good. Micah. Shane. Have you had a good week? I have had a good week. It's been kind of a busy one. Lots of rehearsals going on, prepping for the Christmas show that we're going to be a part of in a couple weeks with Elizabeth Von Presley. What key is that in? I think it's in the key of B. I think it's A. Key of A. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's what it is. It's weird, though, as I've been learning those songs, and they're not in the key of A. Mm-mm, none of them, actually. Maybe the whole show is, but not all the songs. Like the sequence of this. I think it's because her songs. name's Elizabeth. I think oh. that's what I'm going with. So, yeah, you've been practicing multiple times a week? Yeah, we've got usually like three rehearsals a week, and they're always in the evenings for like two or three hours. So, we're wow. pushing it away. We almost know the whole show. So, we're getting ready. Me neither. 
You're getting there, though. You're almost there. I just have so many songs. My gosh, it's like 30 Christmas songs. And uh, it's fun, though. I'm having a lot of fun. But I'm having to play these fuckers like 100 times. Mm -hmm. So I think when I get there, I'll be fine. But right now, I'm just like staring at every finger, you know. I mean, that's how it goes with the dances, too. I'm staring at every, every limb, <laughs> every limb of my body. Yeah, but it, it's it's cool. We haven't started practices yet for the band, so we start those in a week. Okay. So I've got a little time still. So, yeah, so you've been practicing. Uh, we we put a fence in. We did put a fence in. And it was in. butt cold, oh too. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was awful. I think it was Thursday, so it was the first day that was like 30 degrees, which isn't that cold, but it. I sure felt cold because I think it was the day before it was seventy or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you could say that I really helped put the fence in. I just you like stood there, stood there while you and Uncle JJ put the fence in. But yeah. it's fine, it's fine. But we were digging holes and putting in chain link, all on a nice cold day, mm -hmm. and it was getting dark because we started at like three thirty. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so this is a great week. Good times. Do you have anything all. else exciting go on this week, Dan? Uh, we played a show on Saturday at the. Uh, classic event center we did a tribute night with the foo the fresh and we did it as a three-piece because jake got sick so we had to the day before found that out and had to just Improvise. decide if we were going to do it or cancel it and you guys did it and it was killer it was and so good jake said you got to do it man you got to do it so we had uh, actually a couple guitarists come up and play songs with us so it was scott Scott Wilson from Vicebox mm -hmm. got up there and did Times Like These. And then we had uh, uh, Jake Stack mm -hmm. got up and played um, Learn to Fly. That was, was a lot really of fun. Cool. Yeah. It was really cool to see them get up there and play with you guys. I liked it. It was fun. They looked like they were having a blast. Too. Oh, they yeah. Throwing down. They loved it. They loved it. It was so good. Speaking of throwing down, Micah, we uh -huh. have a killer guest today. Mm-hmm. And I think you met him for the first time probably today. Maybe, maybe not. No, I met him. I've met him one other time. Yeah. You can't talk yet because I haven't said your name. He what? hasn't talked yet. Okay. Just He's kidding. not talking. I'm just giving him shit. <laughs> it's Polly Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, my friends. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? And yes, we met once before. You were riding your bike. Oh, yeah. Town. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's Out right. in front of Chrome Horse, you were riding, riding a couple fatties. That's right. That's right. I love those things. You and Tina. Yes. And Tina wasn't liking it as much as you that day. She's like, <laughs> I don't know what I think about this. She's amazing on them. She's just like, why do we have to veer in and out of lethal traffic patterns? Right. I don't get it. You're like, that's what makes it fun. Well, yeah. especially with the fat tires. Wouldn't you just want to be on gravel and, you know, you know, you, you pump them up so they're harder at like 20 pounds. They're great on anything. But if you're going through snow or sand, you, you drop them down to like five pounds. And then you've got like a six-inch oval of, of tire and you don't sink. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Five like, pounds, like PSI, or is that yeah. different? Yeah, PSI. PSI. Five? Yeah. That sounds like a flat tire. It's it's You've got a lot of tire touching the road. And it it's weird because they resist turning like a motorcycle. Hmm. You know, like if you, if you turn, they try and force your hands back straight. Kind of like when your truck's in four-wheel drive and it doesn't want to... Fights you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. That's crazy, man. I always thought you'd like break your tire if you do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that with my truck then this yeah, year. Just when it put gets it snowy, all the way I'm down. just going to put it down to five. <laughs> they're susceptible to pinch flat when they're, you know, like if you whack a curb, it'll it'll mash it against your rim and poke a hole. But 
Oof. You know, other than that, you know, the benefit is my brother used to give Jeep tours out in the desert. My brother used to give Jeep tours out in the desert. And uh, when he would go up on the rocks to climb the rock formations, he would have his tires at like 10 pounds, 15 pounds. Yeah. And they just they just mash over the top of these rocks and he could climb up 45 degree inclines. And but then as we, you know, head out to go home, he'd pump the tires back up with the compressor in the back of the Jeep and. Jeez. God, that was terrifying. I couldn't believe he was willing to take that That's Jeep to places crazy. he was. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Oh, it was the Jeep you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. was imagining he was talking about a bike. I thought he was talking time. about a bike that mm-hmm. he just happened to have in his Jeep. I may have not made that clear. He was a Jeep. Can you start over that whole thing then? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go back to the beginning. My brother. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> my, my brother. My, my, my daddy. <laughs> so, uh, Polly, how, how long have we known each other? I, I think I would say two years. I mean, I feel like we kind of we met, We've, but we kind of became friends through the whole fitness thing we did. Yeah, you called me out of the blue one day a couple years back, and we were talking about the whole keto thing. Mm-hmm. We've known of each other and said hi in passing for twenty years. Well, we're both good-looking men. We are extremely handsome. Some I mean, we're sporting, throw it the, out there. sporting the gray in our beards. I mean, we kind of have a, a similar vibe. We really do. And trust yeah. us, you can't see us right now, but trust us, we are extremely handsome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a question. It's not a question. No. Don't you think so, Micah? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Good-looking guys? I think we are, we're all pretty good-looking tonight, so. You're not a good-looking guy, though. No, but. You're always beautiful, Micah. Are you <laughs> kidding I, me? And I'd make a very ugly woman. <laughs> I would. Keep that in mind. I, I know. Yeah. Have you used those, like, filters you can use on Instagram or something? They'll like take your face and then show you what you would look like as a woman. As a woman, I've seen. I haven't done that, but I've They're, seen people. You probably don't want to do it. It's terrifying it's and really interesting weird. and interesting. It's I weird. saw my daughter as a man. It was amazing. She was very handsome. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to back in the eighties kind of look like a woman. Did you? Well, I mean, because it was kind of the thing to be as hot. Oh yeah. Feminine looking butt rocker. The poison striper thing. Yeah, you I know? didn't have the makeup, but I had the. The long Sebastian Bach hair and the tight oh. jeans, and I still kind of do the tight jeans. Sebastian Bach was about one of the most beautiful women I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Just yeah. a very beautiful looking man. Yep. Unbelievable. I agree. So um, we did the keto thing, which you're probably still doing. You're, you're a keto for lifer, aren't you? Uh, yes, I am. That's yes, I am. so impressive to me. Thank you. Because when I got on it, I was on it for, I'll keep this short because I don't want to talk about keto the whole right <laughs> time. But, don't get me going. But I remember um, I got on it with you and I just started dropping pounds. And I had people telling me, it's great, but just so you know, when you quit, you're going to put it all back on really fast. And I'm like, and I, I didn't believe it. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm doing this for life. This is easy. I can do this forever. And I am I think some people are lifers and some people aren't because I got... About eight months, I hit my goal. Praise God. Hit my goal. Absolutely. And then by fall, I'd put probably a quarter of it back on. And then by the first of the year, I'd put just about half of it back on. And I'd been kind of floating there. So it's not like I gained it all, but it came on fast. Oh, right on. Really well, fast. You ramped back the, the carbs back up? Yeah. I'm not oh, gonna... yeah, the body doesn't know what to do with them mm-hmm. at that point, does it? Yeah, it's like... There was no reteaching my body about carbs. It takes a while. I think it takes a long time. It yeah. probably does. It's all good. The thing I found out through keto is I could do most of it, but corn tortillas are very important to me. Oh, they're so good. 
And I know there's the fake ones, the keto ones and stuff. I'm I'm so much into tacos, it's just not even funny. I can't live without them. Oh, and I, the cheese tortillas just don't cut it. I feel you. There are a lot of <laughs> foods that are like that for me that I dearly miss. Uh, my beautiful girlfriend, Teeny. Hi, mm-hmm. Teeny. She and I went down to the uh, keto kitchen in in Iowa City. And by the way, they're going to be opening a branch here. Really? Cool. Yeah, there's a couple that owns the one in Iowa City. They do catering and all kinds of stuff. They do like meal delivery mm. and the food. Let me tell you, you go in there, when you eat one of their desserts, you, you don't feel like you're eating a surrogate dessert of any yeah, kind. Sure. It's wow. amazing. I didn't need the desserts. I mean, yeah, I craved it a little bit. But I feel like when you're on keto, you don't crave the sweets quite as much. I didn't. I've lost the craving. Yeah. yeah but anyway. Yeah, I think there's something about me and the insulin resistance thing. When I drink a big diet Mountain Dew, I still guzzle it like it had sugar in it. So there's yeah. something funky going on sure. with the <laughs> insulin in my body. Yeah. Like I'm one of those big, you know, husky, German, chubby guys, you know, and I think my body's just like, hey, let's get diabetes quickly. Can we please? <laughs> you know? Well, that is, that like, is no! one thing that happened to me through, through the keto process. This is yeah. now a keto podcast, everybody. I know. Is, uh, <laughs> is I was a hardcore hazy IPA drinker. As people know, I have my license plate says hazy IPA. And I have a beer with Clockhouse with my band, and it's delicious. And I used to drink three or four IPAs a night, just on the regular, yeah. easily. And then on concert nights, who knows how many, because I... My tolerance was really up there, and I, I wouldn't get too drunk. Well, I yeah. did get too drunk sometimes. But um, went on keto, couldn't have beer. So about eight months later, I had my first beer just because I thought I'd treat myself. I didn't even really like it. Oh, it hit you funny. It was just, uh, I don't know, heavy and sweet, and I, I couldn't even... I don't know why. It just was different to me. Did you feel sedated afterwards? I don't know what it was, but... It definitely tamed my beer drinking. Now I now I enjoy it, but one, maybe two at the most. Yeah, you I'm toned good. it back. And I'm talking like one or two a month. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that, a alcohol's a weird show. Well, I like to get my drink on. Yeah. On the regular, but not I can't do it with beer. It's just too heavy for me right now. So it's more of a special occasion if I'm going out with the guys yeah. to a brewery having a beer. I, I enjoy that still. That's yeah, beer is delicious. But I did I had to give up the hooch. I can't self-regulate, and beer is something I dearly miss because beer is one of those tastes that's just heavenly to and me. It kicked your ass, huh? I just well, I just couldn't self-regulate. You know, it was a I'd I'd always do that weird little dance with myself where I where I'd be like, I'm gonna quit drinking for a while, and then I then it it'd winnow its way in, and I'd I'd say, oh, I'll just have one drink a week, then it would turn into. Oh, I'll do one on Saturday, one on Wednesday. Then it was seven days a week. It's way easier just to do it seven days a week. Hundred <laughs> percent. Way easier. 100%. That's what I found. Yeah, don't resist. So this is a long drink. It's basically a gin and tonic in a can <laughs> with no calories and no sugar. So That's what a lie sounds like. It's just water. It's actually <laughs> just a can it of is. water. <laughs> it, it's pretty good. It makes you burp a lot though. <laughs> Micah, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a fresh clock fighter. It is fresh. Fresh fighters. It just came Ooh. out this week. It Made was, here in town. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. They actually just kegged it this week, and we released it at our uh, at our show. Nice. And I had a few cans, so. That's really cool. Super good. I love the craft beers, you know, the, mm-hmm. the little micro breweries. Mm. They do some amazing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a lot of fun. 
But I totally respect the whole uh, no alcohol thing. It's it's well, definitely a, a decision everyone has to wrestle with, and and uh, yeah, hopefully make the right decision. You know, it, you know what? I I wish I could self regulate. I'd do it. I would do it on the regular. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it's delicious. I'm sure. So, dude, <laughs> listen, you are really into country music, right? Is it is it yeah, country and yeah, western? Yeah, total country guy. Brett Young. Twangy, twangy, like uh, just twangier the you better. You broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, That's the twangiest. That was a sarcastic thing because my good friend Polly here. You see I'm sporting tonight? The Knuck. Using the band Knucklehead. And uh, full on metal. You're a metal dude. Yes, for Heavier life. Heavier the better. Yep, yep. Black Sabbath and... The coop blew my mind when I was three. My big brother played that stuff for me. When you uh, were three years old. Oh, yeah. Uh, all, one of the earliest songs that I remember is the song I chose for tonight. Oh, Coincidentally, really? it, it wasn't. Cat, the coop's out of the bag. Don't let it out of the bag. You got to save okay. it. No, you got to save it. It's already out. It's, it's fine, though. Yeah. And that was one of the earliest songs that I remember. My big brother turning me on to heavy music. Wow. Uh, Kiss, uh, Black Sabbath when I was... Two years old. Yeah. The coop when I was three. Yeah. Just love that shit. Lights me up. When I was a kid, I couldn't listen to Alice Cooper because it was the devil. Oh, yeah. Was it, it a little It was the Satan music, dude. Right. Remember Alice Cooper Goes to Hell? The, yes, I the do. The front cover of that? Yeah. <laughs> he had to be Satan incarnate. Exactly. Was, was that one of possession. his albums? One of the album names? Yeah, Alice Cooper Goes to Hell. He's now actually a full-blown like Baptist, dude. That's where he came from. Yeah. Does he have a new album coming out that's called Alice Cooper Goes to Heaven? He, he doesn't actually, want to presume. I okay. get what you said okay. there, but he actually has a couple albums that are very faith-built albums, and they're killer. Wow, cool. Actually, the, the Last Temptation is a great album. It's got Chris Cornell on it, singing with him, and it's yep. like his whole like spiel of a, kind of a story. It was a the yeah, whole thing. Is, theme, it was a theme record. Yeah, I Concept like the artwork record. on that, too. Oh, it's, it's badass. I have always loved Alice Cooper, but you know, he's always kept that thread through his music, even in the 70s, people think when they look at his band that he was just part of this group of drug-addled vagabonds, but he was really anything but. Really? He threw that mascara down his eyes, you know, But and he battled with the bottle, yeah, you know, sure. the, the, the coop did, but uh, he never really got far away from his from his roots of belief. Yeah. And they, you know, they re, you know, they refound, they so found him maybe later. everyone kind of just read into it too much yeah they, he, he people, dabbled because he was so much into horror movies and he was so much into theatrical stuff yeah that it probably came across dark and a lot you know Shock and, and, and cooper alice cooper was basically his persona it wasn't even who he really was you right know? and what's uh, his name vincent van gogh i think i think yeah yeah, yeah. same dude he does all yeah. those paintings <laughs> too yep. in his spare time yep no, but yeah, man, it's it's very interesting because I, you know, I was one of those kids that couldn't listen to that music and stuff. I was really sheltered with the music unless they started to believe in God, and then all of a sudden, dude, I could it could be like Cannibal Corpse. The exactly. lead singer became a Christian, and next thing you know, I'm Demon jamming the Cannibal Corpse. Demon Hunter, yeah. All Demon the Christian Hunter. kids were like, "Sweet, something super heavy," you know. <laughs> yeah, and now and now, I mean, there's they're all through. All the music we listen to now, corn guys or Christian guys and Tremonti. Yeah. Alter I didn't Bridge. know Tremonti was, yeah. I knew yeah, Stapp was and 
Striper. Um, oh yeah, Striper from the eighties. Oh, but uh, that was one of my life's uh, fun moments was to see you dude. fan out for the Striper show, dude. That was awesome. Just you were giddy, dude. It was beautiful. It really was. It brought a tear to my. I eye. was a little drunk too. Well, you were feeling it, man. You were feeling. <laughs> you were remembering. They were taking you back to a wonderful yeah. place, and that that was that brought a tear to my eye to see it. It was a beautiful thing. Well, for me, it was a big deal because I followed those guys forever. As a kid, I worshipped him. And then I kind of got out of it because I grew up a little bit. And right. it wasn't my style anymore. But I also had a website that like, was one of the biggest in the world for Striper. Because it was right when websites were blowing up. And so nice. I had this huge collection. So nice. I decided to make a website and use all my collection stuff and everything. Next thing you know, I'm getting letters from them, from people all over the world. And oh, sweet. So I kind of got back into Striper and collecting, even though I wasn't really even listening to them anymore. That's Just cool. kind of like Kiss or something, having the posters and shit. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, so this time when they came, I actually got to break bread with them and sit and have dinner with them. And that was... That's a dream, We man. sat and had beers together and... Smelled each other's necks. I, and yeah. That did, that did happen. Held some hands. Know. Held mm-hmm. some hands. Well, Michael Sweet did say across the table, dude, you smell really good. Yep, and he said, and he and then everyone's like, "Smell him, smell." So him. I got up and we embraced. I had a moment of oh. neck smooching. Man, I would totally love to give Michael Sweet a hug. That guy is. He amazing. smelled good too. You know, I, and then like, he had to have his wife hug me so she could smell me. No, it was a smell fest. <laughs> yeah, and since then I feel way closer to them. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a neck kisser, though. That's kind of my thing. Well, you know, and human beings can train their their olfactory senses to be 25 times as acute as they are just normally walking around. What we just the don't fuck need are you talking about. We just don't need to smell. It's what? it's not. Yeah, oh, really? we're, we're, yeah. We don't have that many natural predators. Uh, a lot of the sense of smell is to help avoid uh, being caught. Do you by know a, a lot of facts like this? I'm a, a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. You need your own podcast, dude. I love it. It's <laughs> that, so interesting. That is crazy that you can train your nose. 25 times uh, the acute, you know, differentiation between, you know, smells. Like if, if they walked up to you right now and they said, smell the difference between these two minutely different things. You'd smell them and you'd be like, they're the same. But if they could train you to differentiate between those things, it's quite interesting. Hmm. The, the, the brain, and that's because the part of the brain that used to control that is still there. It's just not it's having not to decipher a, data yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yep. That's very interesting. We're way so more visual. Our eyes are getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. So the whole COVID nose thing is pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, you can't smell. Did you lose your, your sense and your smell? Your I think I did smell. the first your taste? time. Yeah, I think I did the first time I had it, but I think I've had it three or four times, and I don't recall that the last yeah. number of times. I, I never heard- lost it. I heard that you've had it three or four times in the last year. Is that true? I think I had a raging case of it back when it first hit, but back before they knew it was hitting, like in March of 20. Yeah. I had a fever of like 104. I was oh my in, I was bagged. I was home Crazy, dying. Dude. And then I think that's what it was. The, the doc on demand or whatever told me it wasn't, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> but I didn't have any taste of smell, you know, right. taste or smell. Right. But I've had it quite a few times since. It's it was always low key though. And mm. in, in like you said earlier, it, it it's always at the least opportune time. I mm-hmm. caught it when I was out in Utah visiting my dad for his ninety first birthday, and he caught it, and oh, everybody shit. caught it. That's what we don't we know who don't patient. I know we don't know who patient zero was, but crazy it's not dude. Good. Dang. Hey, but so, we all pulled through. So yeah. a metal 
master over here. Guitar, I love metal, writing music. I so, love so if music. I was to ask you, what is your uh, your top three things in life? It could be music. It could be things, people, smells. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What would be the three things that you would mention that bring you life, that get you out of bed in the morning, and make you want to embrace? Most importantly, family and the people that we love. Mm. Those are the, to me. There's nothing greater than that. Uh, after that, maybe humanity as a whole at large. You know, the greater good. Mm. How can you make a difference for somebody that you've never met? Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, people say bad things about nationalism, but I view nationalism as just loving a whole country full of people that you've never met. Mm. They're just because you happen to share some soil, right. but then you extrapolate that to the world. And why wouldn't you? You know, there's no lines painted in the dirt. Right. You, we might as well love everyone because we happen to share this planet. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I guess that humanity and the greater good, that for two. And uh, hell, past that, I don't know. Guitars. Guitars. <laughs> Metal. Like yeah. Family, the greater good, and guitars. And guitars. guitars. <laughs> it boiled it down, you know. Yeah. You can't go deeper. Well, now. honestly, when you meet Polly, it's hard to not see those first two because you just radiate love and encouragement, you, and um, it's hard to not feel like you're something when you're around you. Oh man, thank you. That's, oh yeah, dude, you're very attractive uh, personality and energy about you, and well, it I rubs think, off, dude. I it, think that's it why inspires you inspires me. I think that's why you and I always saw each other from across the room. That's my people. Right. Yeah, we felt it. Yeah, for sure, man. It's 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 what it's all about. That's really cool, dude. I I, I love that. Um, Thank you, brother. Appreciate those kind words. For sure, I had to practice them a lot. Yeah. Before, <laughs> I almost feel like you practiced your answers because those are. They came out so smoothly. I know. It's crazy. Well, you know, the reason they came out smoothly <laughs> is because a while back I was listening to a Jordan Peterson book, mm-hmm. Twelve Rules for Life, and one of the things he was talking about was living by value rather than just by you know, default nihilism, whatever whim happens to fall in your way, you know, every three minutes, you know, but so if you don't, if you don't try to live for some greater goal or greater good, you, your life just kind of ratchets down one convenient choice after the other. Mm. So I worked with my kids. I have a wonderful 21 year old son. Kenny is one of the coolest people you ever meet in your life. And my daughter's 24. Lauren, she's amazing. But we sat down and we did a little exercise together where we came up with our with our value list and okay, our mission so statement. So, so I peeled those off the top. Yeah, nice. And guitars. Guitars three. wasn't in there. No, no. It maybe you art should art add music. it. I think. <laughs> yeah, art and music was down in there. Where's tacos? Are they tacos? Any? Were like third, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't miss. See, that. you kind of messed that up. Then you should have said tacos. Yeah, but I guitar should. is important. I feel like when I think of you, I think of metal. You know, I and I got metal. to I got to see you perform recently for the first time. That was that blew was my up. mind, dude. I really enjoyed that. Well, thank you so much, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. I'm, that's why I'm sporting the shirt today. I love it, man. The knucklehead. That's right. I, I love well, listen, that. everybody. We're gonna take a break. Everybody is you two. Right on. Sounds good. The band, the three of us, we're tough. Let's do it. And uh, we're gonna do our song of the week when we come back, so we can grab a drink, some more coffee. How's that coffee, by the way? Delish. Yeah, that's my daughter. French press. Pour over. No, that's a pour over. Oh, really? She built a whole... Sorry, one more thing. We She built a whole coffee station in her house um, out of wood. 
Badass. And it's got all different kinds of coffee makers. Oh. So you have like AeroPress, pour-over, espresso machine, Italian press. Oh. Am I missing any? French press is up there. French press. A cold brew rig. Don't have one of Don't those. Don't have one yet. Those no. things are dope, That's aren't what we're they? Mm-hmm. No acid in the coffee. It's weird. Well, there is LSD in that coffee. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll we're be right back, everybody. Day. Thanks. In a podcast studio located in the heart of Cedar Rapids, there were two nerds sitting in a room, sweating profusely, talking about video games. And they were... Me, Craig Johnson. And me, Jackson Parker. And we are so excited to welcome you to our brand new video game podcast, Gaming to the Generations. Locally produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, every other Thursday we'll take one game and deep dive into the past, present and future of that IP. We'll also play fun mini games on the show and fight to the death for our very lives. What now? And fight to the death for our very lives. Fight, fight like the, the death, 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 death? Like a, like a real. Like a very real. That was actually, that was Logan's one stipulation. It had to be real, visceral, physical death. Huh. Gaming through the generations. New episodes every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. To support our show and creators just like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. Is that it? That's it. I'm getting a nod. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Should we go play Smash? I want to go play Smash. Yeah, let's yeah, go play Smash. Let's go play Smash. <laughs> A-S. Oh, I'm starting to record. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. <clears throat> hey. Hey. It's season two. Season two. Of what do you want to talk about? The podcast where two friends take turns surprising each other with topics to talk about. That's right. She's Lindsay and I am Jason and we are both parents and comedy writers. Yeah, it's like Pollyanna meets... Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah, or like, I, I would assume that's correct. Yeah, I don't know pretty, that person. Pretty, pretty correct, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like flowers meet... The stuff that people pile on, you know, grave sites and... Your, your, bodies and your dirt. Well, you know. That's dark. And we've added a new segment to the show called the Rando Mo. It's a random moment because we want to know what you want us to talk about. And you can send in your ideas and suggestions, and we put them on little pieces of paper, and we put them in a jar, and we shake them up, and then we don't have any control over what we are then told we need to talk about. You decide. Yay! If you want to decide, you can send it to laspodcastnetwork.com slash what do you wanna, W-A-N-N-A. This podcast comes out every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you can find your podcasts. This show was produced and distributed by LAS Podcast Network. To support this show and other shows like it, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com slash 
Plus. You can find our podcast anywhere that you get your podcast hit, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Or from that creepy dude with the top hat and the trench coat eating that Reuben sandwich that's just half soaked in mayo in the dark alley. Nice. He's the guy with the good podcast. It just be that you score your podcast in a dark alley with a guy wearing a trench coat? Reuben. Mayonnaise. You brought mayonnaise into the mix. Yeah, it should have been Thousand Island. <gasps> it was such a mistake. Should have been Thousand Island. Can you put something together from all that? Or do you want, you want me to do one more? <laughs> L-A-S. with the information I gave you. Seriously. Okay. It's between you and you. I'm, I don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. You wrestled that through. We'll talk about it later. Anyway. Um, all right. We're back. Um, we, have, we have Paulie right here with us. Yep. He's a, he's a metal man. My man. He, he uh, likes family. He likes people. He likes and guitars. Uh, he likes countries. I love my he likes Earth. Tacos. I love this place. I'm so yeah. happy to be here on this big old blue marble in space. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How weird so to be here. At this at this point of the of the show, I like to just ask, do you um have any shows coming up with Knucklehead? You have We do not currently have anything okay. booked. We're just having fun writing new and learning old material. Cool. And uh just having a good time. Maybe something doing. in the first part of the year or something. I'm banking. One could pop up any time. Right. Uh, we're we're just not pressing the issue right now. We played the one show, had a blast doing it. Yeah. That was uh, Knucklehead's first show uh, that you were at uh, Double Luckily, C's. you got to play it, you know. Oh, <laughs> three bands later, that stage went dead. That's they right. blew a fuse the size of a tennis ball can. Huge. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Where was that at? It was at uh, Double, Double Z. Yeah. I went there with Seth. <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened the night of the the festival thing you guys went to right they blew a giant fuse that's when it happened you guys had to leave early because the fuse tri- blew i remember that yeah that was a bummer i don't remember what festival you're talking about you but... and seth went to a metal fest at double z's yeah metal yes. fest that was yes. it yes right. it was metal fest my it, heart it broke for all the bands that couldn't play that day but it was nobody's fault act yeah. of god kind of deal but luckily the nuck got to play that's right yeah and that's why i was there dude that's why i, I bought the shirt early dude, remember that tina i yeah, I bought the shirt. I was so happy to see you there. I got the tattoo, there, right? I'm just kidding. So on his butt. <laughs> and what a beautiful butt. Yeah, thank you. Dad. Um, <laughs> so there are other shows. I want to mention um, some good friends of mine in the band Tom's Top 8 have a show this coming Wednesday, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And it's I'm announcing it, but you guys won't hear this till next week. I just realized that. <laughs> That's all right, though. Hey, at least I mentioned it. If you have a time machine, go yes. back to ne- last Wednesday. If anybody missed the show, there'll be pictures on Facebook, I bet. Catch those I would, guys I would next chance so. you get, because Eric and Dusty are gods. Man, yeah, those t- guys Tom's shred. Top 8 is a great band. You guys should check them out. Um, I know I was trying to think of, of other shows. This is kind of last minute. but uh, So go to that one if you have a time machine. And then we do have the Elizabeth Von Presley show, and that is yep. on December, December 9th. 9th. At yep. Paramount. And tickets are still available, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I heard that they're selling really well. And yeah. So 
it's a really good time. Seriously, uh, I like it because it gets you in the whole Christmas mood. You know, yeah. You like might you put, see. Go ahead. And and when you uh, when we went there last year, you danced. Mm-hmm. But also just the whole vibe of it, just singing Christmas songs. Everyone's together. You know, it's cold outside, and you're just like singing along and stuff. Yeah, you know? I was gonna say. I mean, it might be your one opportunity to see. My dad here wearing the color pink. That's all I'm saying. No, nice. I will. I you did tell her I have sleeves, to have. I'll cry. I told her I have to have a pink bandana because I have to wear the bandana to honor our girl. That's right. That's right. Who That's am I honoring? AVP. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pointed over here, and we all looked, and we're yeah. like, You're like, "Is there the a person he standing over was, there?" I thought he was like our girl, like Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I don't know. I was confused. Lady Justice. <laughs> See, tripping again, Mother Earth. On? <laughs> Mother Earth. Yeah. So you're dancing in that thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Badass. Yeah. Is She's, that your thing? Is that what you've been doing? I mean, yeah, I've always loved One to dance. One of your dance. things, right? One of my things, yes. She's been dancing with Elizabeth for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, my other boy used to. My other boy, Jordan, <laughs> used to dance with her too. Yeah. So That's awesome. I never learned to dance in life. You didn't even break dance in high school? No. And it Everyone just looks in high school. like Sorry. so much fun, like... You know, I used to watch Soul Train when I was a little kid and watch those people just totally getting into it. And man, that looks like fun. Yeah. I regret not doing more it's of that. It's never in my too life. late. No, it's, it's never, never too is. late. It never is. It's very true. I always consoled myself that I was the guy that made people move, you know, but that, that sounds shit good too. looks fun. You make it people. It looks really fun. It is really fun. Throw it's down really fun. and bang their heads. Yeah. This show is produced and distributed by the LES Media Network. If you want bonus episodes of The Groove Life and all other amazing LAS shows, ad-free episodes of the show and others. There's a lot of other shows, Micah. This isn't the only show on the LAS network. You know that, yeah, right? I know that. Uh-huh. There's all kinds of them, you guys. You have to get on LASmedianetwork.com and you can see that. And if you go to Slash Plus, you can actually sign up for some of this bonus content. Mm-hmm. Um, ad-free episodes, uh, discounts at local businesses, We have merch on the way. Oh, yeah. And at the same time, you're totally supporting local businesses. We love Not just LES, but you're supporting the businesses that we bring on here in interview. Um, We're spreading the word about some really cool stuff out there, you know, people that are grooving and enjoying life, making food, making music, um, loving the earth, right? Right on, brother. And drinking LSD coffee. Yeah, LSD coffee. Just low acid, you know, cold brew. Yeah. I mean, the LSD coffee sounds interesting. It's it kind of like your creativity. Uh, what is it? The coffee that you don't do go on keto? nuts. Oh, you know, just anything. Bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when you put butter in your coffee. Or just so straight gross. heavy whipping cream. You okay, know, that's over different. Yeah, French yeah. press with nothing but cow fat in it. That's mm. like you, you grind it from beans. I don't. I just don't know mm. that there's a better cup of Joe out there. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm. By the way, that's acid free. We didn't put any in there. It was but sweet. If you did have acid, you have LSD. A, you right? said you had an acid story. Oh, when I was a young man, that was kind of a go-to. But that's a that's some interesting stuff. I hear yeah. they use it out in uh, Silicon Valley now. You know the the creative think tanks for like yeah, they're Google. microdosing it. Yeah, yeah, they're microdosing that stuff in shrooms to try just kind of get outside of their their ruts in their in their thinking, their yeah. cognitive ruts. And looking at their life angularly and kind of getting creative. So I know you, people you, that are doing it. If you do that, does that make your olfactory senses go up 25%? I don't 
I don't think 20, so. But you 20%? know, twenty percent, twenty five. You know, twenty five. It was twenty five. You can be trained to do that, but you know, I think what it does is it it just kind of takes you out of the old same tired neural pathways that you travel every day mm-hmm. in your life, and yeah. you know, kind of gets you out of those cognitive ruts. And I think that's why people do it because sometimes they may not get a full epiphany, you know, where they just have some amazing new perspective, you know, fall upon them like a ton of bricks. But sometimes they just step enough out of their normal channel that they look and say, you know, I'd be a better dad if I, or I'd be a better partner if I. We're talking about mushrooms and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, you okay. know, whatever. I, I think a lot of those, uh, a lot of, I don't do those, any of those things anymore just because I'm afraid I'm going to get that, uh, Let's just see how much dopamine we can tank up again, sure. and then I'll start mm-hmm. drinking again. Yeah, right <laughs> but it's amazing. It it's was amazing when I was soap. younger. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. It was good fun. What do you guys think? Should we like share some songs together? Hell yeah! Can we start a campfire first? Yeah, everybody, let's do the Groove Life Song of the Week. Let's kick it off. Kicking. Kicking, kicking. Kicking it off. Kicking, kicking bird. Kicking off the groove Name that song movie. of the week. Logan can't. He can't do it. He can't do it. I guess I'm going first. I hear the sound of my, of my song. This song is by a band called 12 Foot Ninja. And it's they're from Australia. I'll talk about it after. I could listen to this all the way through. It's a long song. They actually go into piano bits, like classical oh, piano. Very eclectic. It's very crazy. But the grooves yeah. are just so heavy on this thing. I was digging it. I was digging the, okay, the we'll staccato stuff okay. at the beginning, the change up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And oh, all their songs are, are just so hooky and so catchy. And uh, they, I did do one of their songs, I think, last season. It was off their new album. But uh, like I said, big hooks, you know. Yeah. Really pretty singing, and then all of a sudden they're screaming, you know? So it's like a mixture of everything. And then very proggy, very complex Oh, I shit. love that. I love that. All yeah. all mixed in together, like Opeth. I just love that. You never know what riff's coming next. 
Totally, man. Awesome. They had like a comedy sketch at the beginning yeah. of this music oh, they video too, which they, was really fun. funny. They have some. They have one video where it's like a ballad, but it's all about this guy that's like uh, on his computer, you know, eating candy bars, and he's just really obese. And mm-hmm. uh, what do they call it when people are like shut-ins? Oh, well, whatever. They're just on the computer all the time, making stupid comments on people's stuff and everything. Oh, haters, and, uh, trolls, huh? trolls. Haters. Oh, I said exactly haters. trolls, and so. It's this whole this whole video bit where he's trolling them, watching them, and the next thing you know, um, one of them comes over and finds the guy and, and they kill him. They put him in like a meat shredder, and oh it's gosh. really really gory. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they all just like are eating hamburgers at a barbecue, and it's they're e- it's they're eating them troll <laughs> troll, burger. troll burger patties. <laughs> remind me to never look up that music. No, I'm going to show it to you now. <laughs> no, I really it's don't want to see actually. it. That's it's disgusting. Funny. Michael, what do you got? Yeah, well, I'm going to do a song by the 1975, and it's called Love Me. fan of this band for a long time they're a british band um they're really good but they're also one of those bands that when i listen to their songs i usually can't understand what they're saying their lyrics are like all kind of morphing together and then their little accents they have make me like i think i know what this song's about you know unintelligible like metal i know one thing for sure these guys never listened to prince growing up yeah, or Culture Club. Mm-hmm. Not into right. You know, I got a total Dude, come boy on. The George. guitars, everything, yeah. the singing, his persona on stage, some of the angles of the camera yeah. are such prints. They were, yeah, oh, they, really? they were drawn oh, inspiration. Yeah. I'm so uneducated, I couldn't say that. Just that, it's like Kiss, you know, by Prince. It's just... When I thought about doing this song today, I was like, you know what? I probably should like look up the lyrics, you know, just to double check, because normally I have no idea what they're talking about. It could be about killing animals or something. Well, okay, maybe... I guess love me, and that's what the animal saying before it gets killed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes you sad. Don't kill me, love me. Right. <laughs> or while you're eating me, love me. Maybe it's about love meat. 
Mm. It's about actual eating. It's about health. doing keto. <laughs> See? <laughs> Love meat. I got a I got a total boy George vibe off of that dude. Like for some reason he, the way he moved kind of made me think about the culture club phenomenon. That's interesting. Kid. Some of the colors and stuff too in the mm. video. Yeah, mm. when that when when culture club splashed down in the United States, man, that was that was a kind of an impact. That guy was visually amazing. In yeah. those videos, people weren't ready for that. Yeah. Mm. He also kind of has that in excess look, you know? Right, right. Where he's just like kind of the Jim Morrison hands flailing mm. and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's so much prints. That thing's drenched in prints. So I, right. I yeah. looked up like the lyrics, like I was saying, and then also like I listened to an interview of um, the lead singer of the song just to like hear his like vision behind the song as well. And mm. it's all about like, like the narcissism of being a performer and about being so full of yourself and just all about like wanting people to love you. And that's what he's saying. Like, like that's what the chorus is saying. Like, love me if that's what you want to do, you know, like whatever. I'm a big deal, whatever. How and so honest. that's, that's why you see him in that music video. He's like walking around and like hugging all these cardboard cutouts of yeah. other celebrities. Oh, and he's just cool. like talking about all that, which I thought was really cool. I love that kind of self-effacing honesty, you know, where you where you laugh at the hypocrisy yeah, of it. That's interesting. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. I have to admit, I didn't expect that out of the 1975. I don't know if you've really given them enough no, of I a haven't. chance. They're really good. I, I like remember them a lot. you showing them to me once upon a time. But see, I'm I'm 53. Me too. And so uh Gen X. It takes me a little bit of time to find these these new fangled Gen Technologies. X, Gen X. Gen Are we Z boomers? Bands. Are we boomers? No, no, you're Gen no, X. We're, we're X. Yeah. We had this discussion last time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're Xers all the way, dude. Come totally on. You know, man. also, all the cardboard cutouts in there, he had to get individual permission from oh, each sure. celebrity to have them in the music. No video. doubt. Mm-hmm. You, Brother yeah. Styles. Yes. Sheeran. Ed Sheeran's in there. Elvis. Gaga was there. Asked Elvis permission as well to get it. And Elvis said, Exactly. And he was like, He who is <laughs> silent like, is <laughs> understood to <laughs> consent. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that was really, really good. It makes me want to pick. It also kind of reminds me of the whole Paramore vibe that they're coming mm-hmm. up with right now. Yeah. You should check them so, out more for sure. I will. Polly, my brother. What you got for us? I thought it would be fitting to serve up one of my early life musical experiences. This song was one of the first songs that really grabbed my ear and grabbed my heart when I was a little baby. The, the Love It to Death album by Alice Cooper. I will never, ever forget the last couple of tracks on that record, Alma Mater and Grand Finale. My brother used to play those for me when I was, I think, two, two and three years old. This album came out in 70, and they blew my mind. It was, a, it was emotional, just the lyrics, seeing my brother sing them to me. But from this record, there's a song about the, the second coming and the, the title of the song is The Second Coming, and the lyrics allude to, would we even recognize it for what it was? You know, And, and you mentioned this is Coop, right? This is the Coop, Alice Cooper. I couldn't tell if the bells are getting louder. The songs that ring I finally recognize. I only know Getting harder, devil's getting smarter all the time. And it would be nice to walk upon the water, to talk again 
So has he always had like multiple guitars? They started Glenn Buxton and Michael Bruce. A lot of people think that was one of the original of the rock dual guitar players with the dual leads. And they are so underrated. Oh my God, this whole record's full of just crazy double lead stuff. Because now they've got like three or four guitar players on stage. Well, three, I think. Oh, totally. And Kane Roberts is back on guitar with the coupe now. That big muscle dude yeah. from the 80s, remember him? And I think Strauss is coming back again. Oh, she's amazing like, too. Yeah, Fantastic. Just a big wall of guitars. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like Skinner. And, and he's, one, he's one of the fucking hardest working so performers. Good. I mean, like, he plays more shows a week than most people that are young. Oh, yeah. He'll play like five shows a week. Yeah. Still. Yeah, he's age. he's a he's absolutely a journeyman. He's giving her hell. He's going in. And then he goes golfing during the day and then shows up at the show. Yeah. He loves what he does. Yeah. He does it because he loves it. He doesn't need the money anymore. He hasn't for a long time. Yeah. Is he also a Gen Xer? No. No, Coop's way Coop was he's like 90. twenty in nineteen seventy, so he was born in fifty. He's a boomer. Oh dang. I don't know uh he's how my, old he is, but he's, he's my mom and dad's age. He's getting up there. Yeah. And he's still playing so much. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. he's agile. It's keeping him young. It's insane. Wow. It's if impressive. you look deep in his catalog, there's a lot of good music in there. Oh, yeah. Billion Dollar Babies, Killer, Love It to Death. Oh, my God. Such great records. Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was That was off of Hey Stupid, right? Yeah, that was the one with, uh, uh, what's his name, produced it, Mutt. Oh, Lang. was that who it was? I and that so. had that had no, Kane. No. Was that the, was that the big huge song of his Frankenstein? Be my Frankenstein. I might, I might be getting that confused with another song, but anyway, <laughs> he was talking about his wiener. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah, that's dirty. It is, <laughs> just like the earth. <laughs> so so what's okay? So you you've got one album out now. Yeah, we're just getting ready to release a four-song EP, Knucklehead. So you haven't released one yet? Haven't released okay. one yet. The The band is with my old drummer from Kerr. I don't know if anybody will remember Kerr. From, I remember the name. Yeah, here in Cedar Rapids. Uh-huh. We were a metal band years ago, had a good time. And uh, Mike Depew, the drummer uh, for that band, just unbelievable musician. That guy's a human metronome. He can play anything. And he learns music in minutes. You can play him a song, he'll tap it out on whatever he's standing in front of, and then he'll sit down and play it. He's Jeez. he's weird. And uh, he's like he's kind of like Les Olhauser in that mm. way. Less less is even weirder in that way. Less less has a musical memory that you just don't find in nature very often. He's pretty amazing, but I've heard of that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story about him one time sidebar, but uh my old uh my best buddy is playing bass in Knucklehead with me, and he's a shred guitar player. Mm. But just said, "Hey, 
why don't we just keep it a three-piece, you sing and play guitar, and I'll jump on the bass. And I was like, if you're willing to do it, I'd love to hear it. And oh my God, I mean, he'll play... He'll play. Who Les? He'll uh, no, uh, my buddy Jared oh, okay. playing in, playing a knucklehead with oh, me. Yeah. But back to Les, I got to jump back and tell a story about this guy. There's a guitar player here in town named Rich Akerley. We don't. He doesn't get out much and play anymore. But he's one of the meanest guitar players I've heard come out of this town. You know, just has the whole Ingbe thing down. Super crazy playing, right? Well. Rich and Les used to play together a lot. And Les played bass in a band where Rich and I played guitar. And it was kind of funny because Les should have been playing the guitar in that band and I should have been playing the bass, but Les was happy playing the bass and doing vocals. Sat down with Rich, learned a song. It took me probably 45 minutes to get just one part of the song that was like in a 15-8 time signature. I could barely play it, you know, And, and it took me 45 minutes to even just get my head around the changes and let alone put the song together. So we, we played for four or five hours to get this song down. And we were all excited about it, played it on a cassette tape, you know, caught it with the boom box. This is way back in the day. <laughs> took it over to, to band practice, and Les was there with the bass. And we hit play, and, and I was just watching Les, and he was sitting there with a really funny look on his face, sitting there just listening to the music like he was staring off at something that wasn't really there, you know, and just he listening. probably was. Yeah, he was. He was seeing <laughs> shit. He was probably, like, having some, like, synesthesia shit where he sure. was seeing numbers dancing with colors and shit because oh, yeah. he's a genius or whatever. Probably like that acid. chess movie, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't need the acid. See. He's already there. This That's Les's problem, see. Well, so we get done. And he goes back through and he says, yeah, I think I'm ready. And so the drummer kicked in and he mostly knew the song by that point. We kicked through. Les played the entire thing, including those 15-8 changes. And I think he made one or two missteps in the whole song. And literally when we were done, that made me feel weird. Like I was like, that's weird. Like, I don't know if I can really deal with that. (laughs) You're like, actually, we're kicking you out of the band. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think you, why are you here? He's also one of the most (laughs) humble guys you ever meet, too. He's cool as hell, man. Les is a good dude. Hey, Les, we love you, brother. Yeah. We've done a podcast with Les, Brian Lee back here. Brian Lee, by by the way, ladies and gentlemen, behind the uh, producing board today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. For sure, man. I think he's going to help us out for a while. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. You know that reference, right? No. It was funny, though, just because they were it, making it, weird, it, yeah. weird noises. Talking so, about Brian Regan? Of Brian course. Regan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Brian. My name is very hard to pronounce correctly. <laughs> like an Apache <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> so one time I, uh, I was at my house cooking some food for some friends, and I get this phone call. And it's my sister. She's out in Idaho. She's sitting at a bar, and she's sitting next to Brian Regan. Oh. <laughs> and so she says, you want to talk to him? I'm like, sure. So she puts him she puts him on the phone, and, and of course, right away I go, I just want you to know I'm not very good at doing numbers and stuff. <laughs> just start quoting lines. It wasn't even close. <laughs> numbers and stuff. And he started laughing. You hear him go, like, he just said numbers and stuff. <laughs> I have we, this problem when I meet famous people, I make a total fool out of myself. We, oh, me too. We quote Brian Regan on the daily. Oh, like, yeah. All the time. Oh, he's, he's, he's so one of the best. I love him to death. He's so good. He's amazing. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. When I meet celebrities... 
Like, for some reason, I just say goofy stuff. Met Val Kilmer once, and all I could think to say was, you were great in the doors. And then I just stood there feeling stupid, like, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> we were smoking hand-rolled cigars in Vegas, standing there li- watching a bunch of hula dancers, and I'm like, you were great in the doors. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep yeah. smoking the cigars. I've had those same situations for sure. Many times, I always never know what to say. I'm yeah. awkward, don't like, mind me. Like when I met Robert Sweet from Striper for the first time, I just said, oh, you're Robert Sweet. That was my... He was like, yes, I he am. Was like, he was like, yes, I am. <laughs> hey, speaking of, of the Sweet brothers, those guys threw down when they were at Double C's last time. I was a bit blown away. Mm. I hadn't seen Striper live before, apropos of nothing said before. They slew. Yeah. Like they were, they were playing crazily heavy... Just brutal riffs, locked in, laser tight, and he was singing like a bird over that stuff. And yeah, their new amazing. album just dropped a couple weeks ago, no and idea. it's it's as metal as it gets. They get heavier, very kind of Judas Priest esque kind of stuff. Badass. Yeah. I love the big, the searing, soaring vocal. I love that. Oh yeah, I've just gotten heavier as I've aged too. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? The music I write gets heavier. The music I listen to. I, I still love super heavy music, but I yeah. listen to it a lot less often. I was in at my computer today, and I was listening to smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> While but I then, was drinking gas station coffee, which isn't very good. It can be all good. If you put enough stuff in it. Yeah. It can never be good. <laughs> Ever. I get teased because I'm on this little gas station coffee You don't coffee get teased. Kick. You get just like absolutely destroyed that you drink gas station coffee. I'm not going to lie. Come and go in Casey's with the with the fresh ground stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's not that bad. Ugh. But I, I'm not into the half and half. I need heavy whipping cream. Oh, shit. Sorry, dude. Oh, totally cool. I forgot because of the keto. You can't have the half and half. Oh, I, I can totally have the half and half. That's it's what a we, minor cheat. That's why we were it's saying a minor we, cheat, put, right. we put LSD in your coffee. It's just we put half and half yeah. in your coffee. <laughs> right, half right. And half. So I'd be I forgot okay about with... that. No, definitely heavy whipping cream. Oh, I'm, I'm digging it, bro. It's awesome. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you, man, for coming on this, this pod. I want to thank Tina for uh, showing up. The beautiful teeny. And also, when I saw you at the show, she's like, you've got to have Polly on your podcast. And I have to have him on the podcast just because it says it's fun to say Polly on your podcast. Polly want a cracker? Polly on your podcast? <laughs> Polly on your podcast? <laughs> so, but really, seriously, man, I'm really glad you came. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Shot the shit with us, had a good time talking. Absolutely. Getting to know you a little bit better. Hell and, yeah. And introducing you to all of our friends. It's really fun. Yeah. Thank you, Brian Lee. Thank Brian. you. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, Micah. Yeah, no problem. So great having you back it's where you belong. Be oh, yeah. So uh, I guess we'll uh, wrap this one up, Brian. If you uh, will put a nice little bow on that. And we will be back in two weeks. And we've got a great guest. You're not going to even believe it. So we'll see you then. Welcome to